Hello and welcome to the Betcha Sub Podcast. I'm Brian Russell Smith. I'm Amanda Duberman. And the Betcha Sub Podcast is your bi-weekly rundown of all the crazy shit that's happening in the news explained by your two funniest friends. Which is us. Today we're talking about... A terrifying impeachment inquiry. Spooky fires. And a dispatch from the depths of hell, aka Twitter. Keep listening, if you dare. Betches Media presents... I like beer, I don't know if you do. Okay. Do you like beer, Senator, or not? Uh, my party is going bat crazy. Ah! You're the pop- Alternative facts. Oh, goodness. The Betches Sup Podcast. America! Okay. <laughs> Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. I feel like this was literally the longest Halloween week ever. Uh, well, it's been like, Halloween it's for It's been so like long. two weeks. Yeah. Uh, like Halloween two weeks. People celebrated last weekend. I went to a Halloween party the weekend before last no weekend. Way. Yeah. And so people are dressed up in the office today. And I was just like, I just can't fucking do it again. No. Does this mean that Halloween then is on a Friday next year? So it's going to be just as like... No, I, think, I think it'll be better because everyone will just celebrate That's that true. Friday. It'll be like a really big Halloween I weekend. feel like we didn't know when to celebrate. Also, this is newsy, but we were expecting a spooky Brexit. Right. Oh, my but God. Yeah. Today was supposed to be the deadline. They've extended another three months. Maybe. Maybe. And so. Or, or that, no, you're right. But I remember they're like, maybe we can get it done earlier. And it's like, you haven't been able to do this for three no. years. Yeah. But that's just like a quick across yeah. the pond update. Yeah. Anyways, Amanda. What's getting you through this week in Trump's America? I have a pretty, I have a festive getting me through. Mm-hmm. Um, so the New York Times wrote this story. They wrote sort of like a style piece about witches, and it's like kind of fun to be witchy these days. <laughs> but they also had this really amazing story about um, these like witchy witchy protesters. So, fifty one years ago today, feminists glued shut the New York Stock Exchange, and they were part of a protest group called Witches. So on October 31st, 1968, women dressed as witches put a Halloween hex on Wall Street. (laughs) It's amazing. So they just like walked through downtown Manhattan at night, basically just had a Halloween party dressed as witches, carrying brooms um, until they got to the New York Stock Exchange where they glued, they put glue in the door latches so you could not open them. And the next day, male bankers, I don't think there were any female bankers (laughs) because the story just straight up said male bankers. Mm. They couldn't get in and the Dow fell 13 points. Um, The group, which was an acronym for Women's International Terrorist Conspiracy from Hell, which doesn't seem like a name that ages well. I don't think you can cavalierly say terrorist anymore. No. Yeah. Actually, you probably shouldn't have done that in 1968 either. I feel like there was a lot of terrorism. Well, it was like a, you know, a good talking point after 9-11. Yeah. Yeah. That's when it became like... That's when it became. That's when like, you could Whoa. no longer associate it with like this sort of like rogue, edgy political group. Yeah, and exactly. Now it's no, no, no. You cannot. No. Yeah. Um, so they were. I presume they were sort of like women's liberationists who wanted to free women from capitalism's grip, based on them locking down the mm-hmm. the stock exchange. And they wrote in their 1968 manifesto, "There is no joining witch. If you are a woman and dare to look within yourself, you are a witch." Wow. I just loved that, and it made me feel very witchy today. Um, Lana Del Rey has said she's been casting spells on Donald Trump ever <laughs> since she came into office, which I, it's just a fun story that I yeah. love. Yeah. She is quite, quite witchy. She she is. That's yeah. true. What's um, getting you through, Brian? Well, ironically, it's Twitter, because <laughs> it's usually what... Doing the opposite. Doing the exact opposite, yeah. So Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey uh, just announced on Twitter... <laughs> Which was appropriate. He It'd announced, be so funny if he did it on Facebook. It'd be kind of a power move. <laughs> that would have been like very good, like subversive. Yeah. Um, he announced his platform will stop accepting political ads. He's the CEO of Twitter. Um, that Twitter will stop accepting political ads, saying the impact of political messages should be earned, not bought. He kept. He went on to explain that he said this: a political message earns reach when people decide to follow an account or retweet. 
paying for reach removes that decision, forcing highly optimized and targeted political messages on people. We believe this decision should not be compromised by money. This decision was based on principle, not money. Um, that's great. Yeah, that's yeah. good news. I mean, um, there are still there's Twitter's still like not perfect. Yeah, they like hold politicians to a higher I mean it's sort of kind of like what Facebook says like things that world leaders and politicians say are newsworthy and we don't we're not yes. going to censor even them even if it is like inciting hate speech right so they for- like yeah so they won't take Donald Trump off even though Kamala Harris has famous, famously asked for that in the last debate but this is like this is exactly what Facebook refuses to do and sort of the most I would say the most animating thing yeah. lately well that's why I feel like why Facebook has been in the news so much lately is because you know you, you and Elise talked about how Mark Zuckerberg was on Capitol Hill last mm-hmm. week. Um, and then afterwards, it came out that 250 of his employees signed a letter saying that um, this is a threat to what Facebook stands for. Because in actuality, you know, a third of the fucking population in the planet is on Facebook. Yeah. Um and so they make so much money off of advertising already. It is just a small it's drop so in the small. bucket. They're keeping it because they really want to. Yeah. And he he basically goes on to say, Mark Zuckerberg, he says stuff like um, the people should be able to decide, like if if the politician lies, the people should know what the politician's saying, but they're not going to tell the people that the politician is lying. It's like, are you really trusting people to be smart and like understand that things are propaganda when we just not even just smart, but like being not being tricked? Like if someone tells me that's literally what happened last time. Exactly. If someone tells me it's raining outside, why would I not believe them that it's not raining outside? I agree. Right. It's quite it's a terrible argument. Yeah. Um, and I said this last week because they say like we only will take down efforts at voter suppression. But like, yeah, if you're in a state where like you don't really care what's going on, like you think you might vote for the Democrat, yeah. but you, you're not feeling very strongly. And then you see a, a, a an ad that lies about that Democrat's record. And then you're like, yeah. eh, well, you know, I don't really if you're I'm cynical about politics and I don't really care anyway, so I'm just not going to go out. That's voter suppression. Yeah, totally. Um, Aaron Sorkin actually just released an op-ed in New York Times oh, about this. Cool. Um, our Aaron Sorkin famous for writing the screenplay for The Social Network, yeah. which we all know Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook hated. Yeah. Um, he wrote, are we are we really going to run an ad that claims Kamala Harris ran dogfights out of the basement of a pizza place while Elizabeth Warren destroyed evidence that climate change is a hoax and the deep state sold meth to Rashida Tlaib and Colin Kaepernick? It's like, that's basically the argument that he's trying to make. Yeah, right. And he has dug into this even since the criticism and I think since this letter came out um, saying on a call, I think with yeah. investors, like basically the same thing. The same like, thing. And, and I said last week, this is like a scarier Mark Zuckerberg to me because he, whether he, he, whether he actually believes this this philosophy he keeps saying or not, like it does. I don't agree with it, but it's like it sounds like a thing that somebody who has strong convictions would say, even if yeah. you don't agree with it. Like he has a thing that it is se- defensible. It, it seems like he has a lot of personal opinion backed by behind this decision. Like I, I think it's yeah. I don't. I I, I said this in our set meeting the other day. I was like, I wonder if he's just like doing this because he plans to run for president one day. Yeah, he's starting to get a little. Sharper. I feel like he's still too young to legally run for president. I don't know if he's 35. I think he's younger than that. Yeah, because he was 27 when the social network came out. So he could be like around that age. I thought you had to be 30. I think you have to be 35 when you take office. Yeah. But who knows? That's why AOC can't be VP because Mm -hmm. the vice president becomes president if the president dies. Exactly. Oh, I wonder. I guess that would mean. I guess that would mean. Mark Zuckerberg's 35. Thank you, Ronnie. (laughs) Wow. He looks like shit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He does have the haircut of a four-year-old. Yeah, that's true. 
maybe yeah. they, maybe he's trying to like equalize like because he looks right. he looks kind of like he's older. trying to look innocent yeah yeah but i mean it's really encouraging that 250 employees signed that letter but thirty thousand people work at facebook more yeah. than that i wonder how many people they were able they even like were aware that the letter was happening that's true i wonder if they had made it more of like an open thing yeah like an open petition for facebook employees i don't yeah, know yeah based on like how facebook treats its users i'm not sure things are very private over there no. But you do have to think it's not good for like recruiting talent. But I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm too naive about what people actually care about with their job because our jobs are like all about what we believe in. Yeah. I don't know. I guess that's rare. Yeah. It's weird. It's a weird situation. And I, I just like that Jack Dorsey. I don't love Jack Dorsey. Yeah. Obviously, I think he's kind of a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, I don't trust anyone that eats one meal a day. Yeah. That's no. weird. But I think it's cool. like I like how we did this so publicly and yeah. was like, here's a point. Like maybe other people should follow suit. And if maybe if, if... Right, especially because, yeah, you're right. It has been one of Zuckerberg's main talking points that his competitors have the same policy and he yeah, no longer has that. Exactly. And I wonder if we see something happen with their, like, uh, their shareholders or their stocks or yeah. something or whatever pe- rich people talk yeah. about. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And Mary Zuckerberg going to be like, oh, well, that's good for my monies. Maybe yeah. I should do the same thing. Yeah. I know. It's... really a pressure campaign it's kind of terrifying to see how it plays out i know i was reading somewhere that there are some ads that might sort of have a flag like this might not be right Mm -hmm. but you know spin is different from like straight up lies and if you want to believe an ad and you see a little thing that says this might not be right you're gonna be like oh they're just overreacting there's this guy in california who it he like registered to run for governor of california um and started running fake ads as like to try and prove a point and he he like legally um registered to run mm-hmm. but they took down his ad saying that he's not serious so it's like facebook wow. gets to dictate yeah. who they deem a serious candidate and whether or not they can lie on their platform it's terrifying i'm terrified of yeah. facebook it's awful yikes okay should we move on to the main news yes actually before we do the main news just a few housekeeping things um we said we made a tiktok tiktok on the clock oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if that's i think that's how it started i don't know i was trying to like do an instagram caption introducing i was like we're ticking, like, just do something with TikTok, like, uh-huh. counting down to it didn't work. Yeah, I kept saying TikTok for a while. Oh, yeah, I know. I heard you say that, and I was like, maybe that's what the kids are calling it, because no, Brian's, like, a year younger than me. Yeah. <laughs> TikTok is my new medium, guys. I'm super excited. Yeah, Brian and Elise are, are going to be all over it. We'll probably all feature in it, but yeah. um, hopefully our dogs will be in it. Mm-hmm. I'm super excited. I spent my, my sister, who's a little younger than me, literally called me. Like, we don't talk on the phone that much, but she just straight up called me and was so excited and giving mm-hmm. me all these... <laughs> All these pointers That's on nice. I know on TikTok and we have a really funny one up now that you guys should check out. So it's linked on our Instagram. Find it. We're gonna yeah populate it a we're, lot. We're just at betches up uh, at betches underscore sup the same as we are everywhere everywhere else. else. Yeah, and we'll be like posting all of the ones that we do on Instagram. But you should still follow us there. Um, mm-hmm. And then also. If you guys subscribe to the newsletter, you might know about our ambassador program. That's where we just give you free stuff. We give you really dope stickers for getting one friend to sign up for the newsletter. One friend. And these are really cool stickers. Mm-hmm. They they say buns, not guns. They say Moscow Mueller. They say call your ex. Call, a, don't call your ex. Yeah. Call your senator. There's, They're an fun R- there's a fun RGB one. Yeah. I have them on my phone. And whenever I go anywhere, people really like them. And then there are yeah. also gifts like the that you get for every you know additional person. And they are increasingly... Um, impressive and fun so we will be blowing that out for this month making sure you guys know where it is and how to do it so your friends can get hilarious emails um yeah so check those out the tiktok and the ambassador program Mm -hmm. main news Mm -hmm. 
What happened today? So today, the House of Representatives voted to endorse the impeachment inquiry. So this kind of comes as the White House and a lot of Republicans are really complaining about the process. They're saying that the inquiry is not legitimate until the House voted on something to move it forward. The vote taken today seems like less of a move to pacify the president and more of like a move to establish the ground rules for the next phase of the impeachment inquiry, including the public phase. Um, however, Nancy Pelosi did say she hoped the vote would take away any doubt as to whether the Trump administration can block witnesses or ignore subpoenas as they have been known to yeah. do. Earlier in the week, there were a couple of problems like James uh, Jordan and Kevin McCarthy who were like, well, it's too late. You can't put the genie back in the bottle. It's like, okay. Actually, you okay. can put right. the genie back in the bottle. Clearly, yeah. they've never seen Aladdin. Right, right. Now um, it's like, well, you did what we asked, but it's too, it's too, it's too late. Well, it's just ridiculous. Here's and my, then they yeah. were saying something similar today during yeah. the vote, right? They were talking. I was, uh, we were, I was watching the House like talk before they gave their votes, whatever discussions, debates, what have you. Um, I and love watching keep, a horror movie on yeah. Halloween. <laughs> And so, and so they keep talking about the process, the process, yeah. the lack of transparency. Everything is happening behind closed doors, and I'm just like, don't they realize it's gonna be public? And like the next month, within the next month, there's gonna be public, so many public hearings, and you're not gonna be able to make this argument because be like, they're hiding. There, there's, there's so much. Tra- there's no yeah. transparency. It's like I'm watching it on fucking C-SPAN right yeah. now. You. Dickway. They're not hiding it very well because Republicans yeah. have been in the hearings. Yeah, and they that's the can other thing. Hear everything. They're there. It's They're bizarre. allowed to be there. Twelve people who stormed the skiff last week or yeah. the week before that had the authorization right. to be inside of there and it's said so that ridiculous. it was not open. It's like so. They know that the president fucked up right. because they're only talking about the process. They're not talking oh, about the fact that he pressured a foreign and country. This is, to, and, I feel like yeah. this is exactly what we saw during all the Mueller stuff, too. Like, yeah. just not cooperating. Mm-hmm. So the vote was 232 to 196. It was straight up um, along party lines, except two Democrats that I... Sorry to this man. I have not heard of these gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who they are. Uh, Representative Colin Peterson from Minnesota and Jeff Van Drew from New Jersey. I don't, I'm so sorry if you're from Minnesota or New Jersey and I, I don't know who your representatives were. I didn't recognize them. I will never forget. Yeah. But actually, you should give them a fucking call because they mm-hmm. dissented from their party and mm-hmm. voted no to the impeachment, to you affirm know, the impeachment inquiry and to set the ground rules moving forward. Anyone I've known who had a van before their last yeah. name, I've always been like a little shaky about. Right. Yeah, like, totally. I don't know about this. Yeah, we're not the same. Yeah. Um, former Republican Representative Justin Amash, who left the party earlier this year when the Mueller report came out, has jo- joined the Democrats to vote yes. All current Republicans voted no. Um, And then I think there's three open seats right now. Yeah. And to be clear, this wasn't a vote that we're impeaching him. That comes later. It's just a vote to it sort of seems like they were I mean, this is moving really fast and they're preparing Mm -hmm. for the next phase. So it was a vote to sort of set the rules for the ground next phase. And I feel like they were like, well, we're at it. Let's let's they could they say they're affirming the uh, the inquiry, which sounds like it's yeah. a really social justice way to like it's very affirming for all of us. Yeah, we're going to affirm it so it feels better <laughs> and doesn't get bullied on Instagram. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I'm I know, excited. Uh, these hearings are starting November 11th. November. That's like I think they're taking a week off. Very close. That's really close. That's v- it's kind of terrifying. Yeah. Um, it's going to we're going to be fucking busy. Yeah, that's for sure. Rough. So what's going to happen? So this is all procedure stuff, but I think it's interesting to know ahead of time. So as this is all going on, we sort of know what's happening. So the resolution's language, basically it directs certain committees to continue what they're doing. 
um, to sort of just determine if they're going to impeach straight up. So Democrats, like we said, are winding down with the closer testimony. You've probably heard they've been doing these like every single day. I, I was trying to figure out how much they've done so many by this point. They're yeah. all p- remarkably consistent. Like, I feel like there hasn't been one that has been like, oh, this looked bad for Democrats. Uh-huh. I think there was one guy that was like, yeah, yeah, he uh, he definitely did the quid pro quo on the phone, but I just didn't think it was a problem. <laughs> yeah. So they were saying, like, the guy who just testified this week, Colonel Vindman, um, he was the uh, Iraqi war veteran, like, had purple a purple heart. heart. Everyone well respected on all sides. Right. Um, they started saying he committed espionage, et cetera, et cetera. He released his opening statements before he went to testify, and people were and the Republicans were calling it leaks. They're calling yeah. it leaks too. They're They've like, all come out. They're like, someone's leaking. It's like, no, he yeah. he released it to the public. Basically, That's not every leaking. morning or evening, we yeah. have had somebody's opening statement. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they were all because he's a Ukrainian American immigrant, and he's like, obviously. We should not be talking about what makes a good or bad immigrant, like, yeah. and who who deserves to be in this country. But he is, by all estimations, a very good immigrant. He has mm-hmm. served the country basically since the moment he could, um, and he served several presidents as an advisor to Ukraine. And yeah, and his he affirmed the quid pro quo, said that's what he thought it was. Mm-hmm. Basically, he also, said everything else everyone else has said, but like was just yeah. added a a new layer of it because you know. Trump can criticize everyone. It's a lot harder to criticize a Purple Heart recipient. He also said that there, the transcript that Trump has said was verbatim of the call. Oh, right. Which, but when they released it, they called it a summary. Yeah. But now Trump went on to say it was like it's a perfect. It was a perfect transcript. We had the best people transcribing it. It's like yeah. I mean, can they listen and can they type? And then they yeah. they know how to transcribe. Right. Um, but he said, Vinman said that in in his testimony that he that two. Th- crucial things were omitted from that transcript that was released. One was the reference to Burisma. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what do you, what was the other one? It was um, oh, another fuck. another mention of the investigations about Hunter Biden. Yeah, something about, as about like an explicit, something relating to the mm-hmm. quid pro quo. But basically two things that were taken out. And you can tell because in the transcript they released, there li- yeah. there's ellipses. That means it's not verbatim. Right. Something happened in those dot, dot, dots. And he tried to get them added back. Yeah. And they said no. Because he listened to the call. Yeah. Cause he, and that was the first time we heard someone with a first-hand account knowledge yeah. of the phone call. Because we know that the whistleblower had heard it from someone else. Yeah. Yeah. And there were some people saying that it seemed like the whistleblower said that he talked to lots of White House officials. Mm-hmm. So actually a lot of people on Instagram were like, do you think this guy's the whistleblower? I think he's an official that gave the whistleblower yeah. information. Yeah. Because I think we know the whistleblower was from the intelligence community. And he, he, Vindman said he doesn't know who the whistleblower is. Oh, did he? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. And like you were saying, there was a shouting match. Yeah. In, yeah. During, in like behind closed match. Uh, behind the closed <laughs> doors. Um, and apparently it was because Republicans were trying to lead him to say, like, who yeah, the whistleblower right. was. Yeah. So, yeah. That's terrifying. Yeah. And, like, I felt like that was a big story because I feel like Republicans, like, they love to just find, like, everything that Donald Trump has done, we have everything but, like, there's always that one piece missing that, like, in a criminal court, y- you would need to convict, maybe. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's usually what Republicans have. But these two things, like, I feel like they've always been like, he never mentioned Burisma. So yeah. that's why it's okay. But yeah. if he did mention Burisma, I, to me, that takes it to, like, that takes away. Yeah. It's all about taking away, like, all of their talking points. Yeah. And well, we have. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because we, we, no one will even answer if they think it's appropriate for the president right. to pressure. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Because then they were like, they're as just long like, it's a witch hunt. Yeah. And they're like, as long as there's no quid pro quo. And now there's like, there's a clear quid yeah. quid pro quo. And now they're talking about totally. the, the process. Yeah. I don't know. 
So what does this resolution say okay. was passed today? So it casts Adam Schiff in the leading role. He's the guy we've seen the most of, and he's the chair of the Intelligence Committee. So they will basically run these public hearings and eventually write a report. That report will be handed off to the House Judiciary Committee, um, which would then draft articles of impeachment. Um, so this is the one that's being held. So the intelligence has held most of the private hearings, but they've invited members of Foreign Relations and Oversight, which are the other ones that have been involved in this. Mm-hmm. But I guess what this resolution does, and it was presumably spearheaded by Nancy Pelosi, the boss lady, mm-hmm. um, usually an impeachment pass, the Judiciary Committee leads the, this sort of next phase. But Vox was reporting that there are some murmurings in D.C. that Pelosi like really didn't like how Jerry Nadler handled the public hearings related to the Mueller report. And I feel like, yeah, they they weren't good. Yeah. Remember, like mm-hmm. we were always so frustrated with them because mm-hmm. it would just be like a day of. I mean, the idea of them was to like put together a more damning picture from this 400 page report. But he then should they, have been impeached then. Uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, but. But. Maybe Jerry Nadler didn't do as great of a job. Yeah, I just feel like they did. I don't know. I guess because the guy said, remember, he was like, I'm not going to read the report. And they kept saying, like, sir, will you read this? And then Uh it was just like nine hours of wasted time. Yeah. So I wonder if that sort of factored into her her decision. I think Adam Schiff is doing a good job and is like kind of a a charismatic. Like, I feel like people like the job that he's doing. I'm sure that thing about I was wondering if like maybe she wouldn't hand it off to him just because of that thing where he like read it as a parody Mm -hmm. and i feel like every day we hear less and less about that like republicans have other things to worry about they they still they still they still bring up adam schiff's name all the time totally shifty shift it's a shift show Yeah. yeah yeah um so adam schiff committee will basically run things and handle the public hearings um the resolution also sort of details how these will go down so the ranking member on Schiff's committee is Devin Nunez, so he can question witnesses for as long as he can. They can go up to 90 minutes. Wow. These are going to be weird, man. They can yeah. also have staff members do the questioning, so I guess we're going to meet some new, see some new faces out yeah. there. Um, Which is not uncommon because he, sometimes, you know, you get these politicians questioning witnesses and they're trying to like grandstand or make some political like moment, trying yeah. to get like a great clip. So if they want to actually just get to the heart of it, they'll hire a, like an actual yeah. attorney to do right. it. Like how Kamala Harris is like the best one because she's actually a prosecutor. Right. Yeah. Um, it also lays out sort of Trump's rights and all of this and how the public presentation of evidence will happen. And it seems pretty generous to me. Like his lawyers can go to everything and basically do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Um, they can object to things, although Adam Schiff will be the one who sort of weighs the objection. Um, and remember, the person that oversees this trial, and it's called a trial, is the um, Chief Justice, John Roberts, which is kind of fun. Like, you don't really see them, like, out and about. Uh-huh. I'm excited. I'm excited to see his uh, robes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably so bummed. He's like, I yeah. have shit to do. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, blah, blah, blah. So the President's Council can question any witness. I mean, yeah, it's going to be basically um, a trial. But the resolution has, like, this kind of interesting threat to Trump that they basically won't. They'll let him call all the witnesses he wants unless he continues to try to block theirs. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna read the language that they have. Should the president unlawfully refuse to make witnesses available for testimony to or produce documents requested by the investigative committee, the chair shall have the discretion to impose appropriate remedies, including by denying specific requests by the president or his counsel under these procedures to call or question witnesses. Okay, sorry if I put you to sleep, but I want. It sounds like don't don't. Push your luck, Mr. Yeah. Trump. And this, like we said, this seems like it's all going to go down like in about 10 days. I know that they're trying to, to have a vote on impeachment by the end of the year. I know. Which is insane. That um, seems fast. I mean, Clinton's Senate trial took five weeks. 
Um, well, I just know I really I know that the Democrats really want to get this over with because they don't want whoever ends up being the Democratic nominee for president to be the face of the party or do I mean, they want them to be the face of the party, but they don't want them to be the face of the impeachment. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to clarify all those rules I just said are actually part of the public hearing that come before the trial, Mm -hmm. um, which takes place in the Senate, which which John Roberts oversees. Um, But before that, that's when the Judiciary Committee. So Schiff will hand over everything to Nadler's Intelligence Committee. They'll review that draft articles of impeachment, very likely vote them through. Um, and then it goes to the Senate, which holds a trial, and then decides whether to remove him from office. And like we said, Clinton's took about five weeks. Um, but the interesting thing about the Senate trial is that there mm-hmm. are six senators still running for president. Yeah. And this trial is going to happen. I feel like that's also the, why they want to make it fast. This looks like there is no way it's not going to happen during the most important weeks in the primary. Yeah. And you have six senators, including so the six senators running are Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, Kamala Harris, Amy Klobuchar, Michael Bennett, and Cory Booker. And they'll be stuck in D.C. McConnell wants to do hearings. He wants it fast, too. So he wants it done. In, he wants them there six days a week. Oh, wow. And this is like right before Iowa is February 3rd. New Hampshire is February 11th. It took five weeks with um, Bill Clinton. So. Yeah. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe the House votes on impeachment by the end of November. Yeah. And they start the trial it's, in I December. Mean, it's like, is that insane? I, I mean, it's like they have everything they need. Like yeah. they're like, and I think they've said that, like, we're just doing, I think Nancy said the other day, she was like, we're good, but we're going to listen to more people while they're offering themselves. Yeah. Like, it's kind of stunning how many people have, have offered themselves. There are a couple people we'll address who are still sort of um, holding out. Yeah. But I mean, and also it could affect different people running in different ways. I mean, we know Kamala Harris slays a public hearing Yeah. and she couldn't weave in. I'm sure Elizabeth Warren will too. I think they all yeah. were. I've ne- Amy Klobuchar was amazing in the Brett Kavanaugh hearing. Yeah. I've never, I'm not familiar with Michael Bennett's yeah. uh, questioning style. Yeah. It's it, it's interesting how it'll play out. Like, Wouldn't that be funny if Michael Bennett just like suddenly were like, I want that guy yeah. to be president. It'll be interesting because, you know, it is like, it's, it's hard to tell if it'll benefit or hurt them. It might behoove like a Kamala Harris to be like, totally. this is me in my element. Yeah. I'm getting great PR right now. Yeah. Whereas, you know, I don't, I don't know. think Bernie will do it. I don't think it helps him. I don't think yeah, it hurts him. But like Cory Booker sit ne- sits next to Kamala Harris on yeah, that committee. Right. And it's like, okay, who was, right. who was that? <laughs> I know. You know what I mean? Because like you were like, because Cory Booker was like always speaking right before Kamala yeah. Harris and then Kamala Harris would speak and you just like forget everything. Cory yeah. Booker I think say. everyone will shine, but it's really, I think it's probably, it's probably the highest stakes for, for Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren to, yeah. to, to leave the trail. I'm sure that there'll be, pumping ads out yeah in iowa and in new hampshire um which is what's interesting to me about these polls that we're seeing about the democratic nomination is i think i talked about you like nationally national polls biden is leading yeah um and then when it comes to iowa new hampshire and massachusetts and california elizabeth warren is up yeah which is wild to me because it's clearly her strategy is working because she knows that these are like the big primary states and then Super Tuesday, California. Right. Um, and what happens in the primary states sort of decides. I mean, it was like yeah. when Obama won Iowa that people were like, oh, OK, yeah. I always liked him a little bit better. and I just yeah. didn't know he could win, which is why it's scary that the moment that all those senators have to leave the early states, Joe Biden, he's not a senator. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have a job. The good thing, but also the good thing for them about Joe Biden is he could just fuck it up. He could just fuck it up. <laughs> is that every, what you were going to say? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because every time he like makes a public appearance or does a speech 
He does not help himself. <laughs> no. I don't think he's like had one thing that I'm like, oh, I like Joe Biden. I, I, know. I, I now I wanted to vote for. I feel I better about Joe Biden president. I know. I was like, all eyes on Joe Biden, but his campaign's probably like, fuck, fuck all eyes on all Joe, Biden. Joe. Exactly. <laughs> like, damn it. Yeah. Who's also bleeding cash right now? Oh my gosh, um, yeah, so yeah. badly. Also, Kamala Harris is too. Really? Kamala Harris just cut like a huge amount of her staff. Wow, that um, sucks. Yeah, but I mean, John Kerry and John McCain did too. So yeah, who knows? Right? Yeah, I mean, it's happening. It's it's like really happening. This weekend, Sunday is a year away from the election. Oh, fuck. On daylight savings time, because yeah. even Mother Nature is like, let's get this, let's go, let's yeah. hustle this through. <laughs> yeah, only like what four months until the primaries start. I think it's November, yeah. December, yeah. Well, maybe like yeah, about four months. Yeah. Wow. Oh yeah, and Pete Buttigieg is gonna have fun while all the senators are oh, away. Yeah. He's like loving it in Ohio. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess I mean I don't know if it helps Mayor Pete either because they're all gonna be like look like they're doing it's something. It's true. It's re- right. It's re- it doesn't like it doesn't help his case to yeah. be like well all those guys are off doing their federal government jobs yeah. and I got elected by ten thousand people. Yeah, I'm gonna try. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm gonna try and distract from the fact that I have. Very low approval rating among African Americans. That's that was Pete. That was Mayor Pete talking, not me. Um, I, don't, I don't know my approval rating. <laughs> Very high on these yeah. parts. Um, so what else is going on with impeachment? I don't want to bore you guys too much, but there are some other interesting things that are happening. So there are a couple dudes that like are saying I can't, or their lawyers are saying they can't. The White House is telling them they can't testify. Legal subpoenas from Congress are saying they have to. We don't know what to do. We're not going to let them show up until we get a court to rule on this. So those hearings were actually supposed to happen today. These people are John Bolton, the former national security advisor who apparently referred to the Ukraine situation as a drug deal, asked it to be flagged to lawyers, like really didn't like what was going on. Trump fired him. Mm -hmm. I have no concept of time. A couple months ago, yesterday, a couple weeks ago. I don't know. He's Um, like, I wasn't fired. I quit. Right, right. Yeah. Remember that's what he tweeted. Yeah. Um, and this is also the case with another guy named Charles Kupperman, who um, I think sort of worked with Bolton. They're both. So today, actually, courts were supposed to weigh in on what they do. Um, I think it was delayed. But this is that we're at the point where if courts say you have to go and they don't go, I think this is the point where they get arrested. Yeah, if they don't go. So, yeah, totally. Um, lots of that. Yeah, I, I also forgot to mention after um, after the House voted through, like we're doing impeachment. Ivanka Trump tweeted like this real weird Thomas Jefferson quote about mm-hmm. like they'll always talk about you and spew lies and blah 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 and it was just like go off but Thomas Jefferson owned people raped people and warned against nepotism yeah so I don't know if it's like but it's also like did you really not think this was serious yeah before this like were you really like we've all been like they're just trying to make it a delaying tactic yeah. like they know this is already serious maybe they straight up were like oh no I think that like you know Probably what's happened with Ivanka Trump and all the other Trumps, because t- I love the beginning of this thought. Is, what's happened with them? Is, they've they've just grown up. They've never been on planet Earth. Yeah. They've like never known what struggle is. Like I mean, yeah. you know what I mean. Like they haven't they haven't earned anything in their entire yeah. lives. And I'm like, I'm not trying to make a grand sweeping statement. It's fact. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Not one of them has started their own business. Not one of them has gone off and done something else. They've all followed the path of their father who followed the path of his father. Yeah. And so like three generations of nepotism really fucks you up. Right. Um, Donald Trump Jr. was on fucking Sean Hannity. And he said, oh, imagine if my name was Hunter Biden. I could go across the states and make all this money. It's like, dude, your literal name is Donald Trump. 
Yeah. And you make right. all of your I money know. off your fucking father. Right. He was like, if How? my name, like Joe, like Hunter Biden has been like, yeah, if my name wasn't Biden. And I think I tweeted, I was like, yo, boy, you have both your dad's names. Yeah. You have both of them. You are. F- and he he's, keeps saying this again. He's like, you sound so stupid. I also, know. I think Jared Kushner said something to that effect this week, too. Oh, really? I think so. Yeah. About like. Another generational nepotistic. Yeah, asshole. totally. Yeah. Um, so this is exciting. This impeachment stuff is happening. It's happening. Oh, I guess next week's going to be slow then if they're off. Yeah. But last time they were in a recess at the beginning of all this, but a bunch of them like stuck around for mm-hmm. more hearings. Like, I'm I don't sure, think they're done. I mean, we say it's going to be slow. Yeah. Something's going to come gonna out. Happen. Trump is going to call. He's going to say something like lynching again. Right. And, and sure. everyone's going to be like, oh, you yeah. know, something's going to happen. Right. Right. He's going to get booed somewhere. Yeah. Today's episode of the Betcha Sub podcast is brought to you by Audible. Audible has the world's largest selection of audiobooks and audio entertaining, including Audible Originals. So what are Audible Originals? They're stories created exclusively for audio, and they, you can listen to documentaries, audiobooks, and scripted shows that you actually can't hear anywhere else. I love Audible for keeping me informed and inspired and entertained. I find that I finish more books if I give myself the opportunity to listen to them. We're reading news all day around here. We also love listening to things like podcasts. So do you. I love listening to my audiobooks. Right now, I'm really into Catch and Kill by Ronan Farrow that I'm sure you guys have heard about. It's great. We are loving it. And you can listen to Catch and Kill by Ronan Farrow. It's on Audible right now as an audiobook. And every month, you can choose one audiobook, regardless of the price, as well as two Audible originals from a fresh selection. And Audible members can easily exchange any title they don't love at any time. Your time is precious. If you're not loving your audiobook, you can switch it in. Audible gets it. You can listen at the gym. You can listen while shopping. I like to listen while walking around this magnificent city in the car if you don't live in a magnificent city while traveling or anytime you can't read but you can listen you can listen to audible so sub listeners can start with a 30-day trial and they can choose an audible book and two audible originals free absolutely free you guys this is basically socialism it's free you're getting a handout start listening with a 30-day audible trial choose one audiobook and two audible originals absolutely free visit audible.com slash betches sup or text betches sup to 500 500 again you guys you can start listening today with a 30-day audible trial you can choose an audiobook you can choose two audio originals for zero money all you have to do is visit audible.com slash betches sup or text betches sup to 500-500 should we move on to our fun new segment yeah so we have a new segment that we are calling Woback. Thursday. Mm -hmm. So the reason we're doing this, so every Thursday we want to throw back to something shocking or terrible that Donald Trump said or did Mm -hmm. in the past few years. He does. So the reason we wanted to do this is because it's, it'll be a little bit fun. And (laughs) he does so much crazy shit literally every day that, And it benefits him because people forget. They forget that, like, remember two years ago when he did that thing that is disqualifying? And as people, like, we're a year away from the election. Like, we want to resurface these things. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like the most important thing about impeachment is that, honestly, if we hadn't done impeachment, the Ukraine thing would be another one of these things that happened for a week. And then it went away. Totally. Um, So we want to sort of draw attention to these things that have happened in the past um, three years. So... Should we go into today's Woe Back Thursday? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. That might just be the sound for today. <laughs> that was our that was our transitional sound, Woe Back Thursday. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Mike was like, our podcast producer was like, you have to hear it in 
the studio. I'm like, okay. That wasn't as satisfying. That was spooky. No. It was really spooky when he sends it to me and I had it like really loud on my headphones and I was like, ooh. I love that. It was appropriate for the day. I mean, yeah. we're spelling woe as oh, like yes. W-O-E, like Drake, running through the six with my woes. Right, just like that. We, yeah. tra- we wanted to do that song, but yeah. you've got to pay for it. Yeah, and we were, we were terrified Champagne Poppy was going to come after oh, yeah. us. Yeah, terrified. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as he knows, because yeah. he listens. We have fans in Toronto. Oh, for sure. We do have a lot of Canadian listeners. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, um, so today, mm-hmm. we have a, like a truly haunting one today. Um, in late October, here, I'm going to set the scene. It's late October. It's 2016. Hillary Clinton is pulling... We're about a week away from the election. Hillary Clinton is polling. Pussy about, tape had just come out. Yes, thank you. Good point. Hillary Clinton's polling about 12 points ahead of Donald J. Trump. And people are thinking like, oh, this national nightmare is almost over. Then FBI Director James Comey said publicly that he'd learned of new emails, possibly related to Hillary Clinton's private email server earlier. Trump was really mad at him because he had said we wouldn't recommend prosecution for what she had done. But then... First, he got some new information and a couple days he was like, I can't in good faith not say publicly that there might be more to this, which we now know only like last week would it come out like there was absolutely nothing more yeah, to it. Literally nothing. And also, this, the, the fact that he made a press conference was oh my God. crazy because that's not something that anyone ever did. Right. Exactly. Yes. And fuck for, James Comey. I know. <laughs> like, I don't want to see your like uh, your goddamn Twitters. I, like I think your he's writing a tweeters. book. I think he already wrote a book. Yeah. Go away, man. You did, you're right. Asshole. Days before, and as I was, (laughs) no, as I was reading about this, like one reporter described that they went to two Trump rallies that day, one in the morning, um, when like, I mean, his campaign was doing fine, but he didn't think he was going to win. Like, we remember this, that we all thought Hillary was going to win. All the Republicans were coming and be like, we can't support him. We don't support him. Um, And then like, because he was losing in the polls so badly. I read, I was looking at old articles from this time. This is exactly three years ago. And some of them were saying like, even though Donald Trump won't win, he's the most successful third party candidate yet. Like in the sense, suggesting that he was a third party because nobody supported him. Um, But yeah, that happened about a year ago. So the reporter describes like the first one where people were like, it was a rally. People, the mood was kind of low. It was more just like, I'm here to see Donald Trump. This is the end of something special for me. And then James Comey said, actually, we're going to keep looking at this email, th- these emails. And then the the rally on the afternoon was like a big celebration because suddenly like life was brought back into their campaign. And like you probably remember, this is the thing that dogged her entire campaign. Hillary's past has always been, you know, mm-hmm. something that sort of kept her from having the future that she wants. Yeah. Um, yeah. Clinton was 12 points ahead at the time. Um, a poll said that likely voters in swing states, 71 percent of them said their letter. He wrote a letter saying, like, I think that we should look into this, um, wouldn't change their mind. But 29% is not a small number. No. It can definitely swing an election, and it seems like it might have. 80,000 votes in three states. Yeah. Less than 80,000 Oh, votes yeah, good states. point. That's definitely less than 29%. Um, so after that after that announcement, I mean, Trump has always been back and forth with James Comey, but after that, he um, he had that rally in Michigan that, that seemed really animated, and this is what he said about James Comey. And I have to give the FBI credit. That was so bad what happened originally, and it took guts for Director Comey to make the move that he made in light of the kind of opposition he had where they're trying to protect her from criminal prosecution. You know that. It took a lot of guts. I really disagreed with him. I was not his fan, but I'll tell you what. What he did, he brought back his reputation. He brought it back. 
Early into his presidency, and, Trump fired James Comey. Yeah. Very, June 2017. It was, it was May. You're right. May. Yeah. Sometime around then. And then the special council happened. Yeah. And then all Mueller happened. Yeah. And then Mueller ended. And now we're here with Ukraine. Yeah. And the reason he fired him was because he said he mishandled the investigation that well, handed him the election, right? That's what he says. That's yeah. He says that's the reason why he fired him. Right. But that's actually oh, not that's the reason right. why Right. I forgot he, he said he was trying to make it seem like, oh, you were mean to Hillary. You shouldn't have done that. Yeah. The way the way, beca- the way you handled that but last he, It was about the Russia thing. Yes. And I which forgot he about that. Admitted this is why Lester we're doing Woe Back Thursday. Because yeah, you unearth all these fun little nuggets we forget. I fired him for the whole Russia thing. That he tried to say that he did it because it wasn't nice what he did to Hillary. Trump obstructed justice. He's going to prison when he's not in office. Yes. I can't wait. Um, okay, one more thing. Yeah, let's do one more thing. So there is more than 20 wildfires happening right now in California. Hurricane force winds are whipping across the state. Um, the Getty fire is still going strong near Los Angeles. Uh, the weak old Kincaid fire, is that how you say it? Kin- mm-hmm. uh, near San Francisco is not even 45% contained. And several new fires have erupted, including the Easy Fire near the Southern California town of Simi Valley. Um, I was unaware that we named fires up until recently because now there's so many of them. Oh, really? Is that why we named them? It's not I, just the fire? I don't, I yeah. don't, I don't know. I that don't know, sense. but I was like, I because now, I mean, I don't know, five years ago, I don't right. remember all these fires happening. Right, right. You didn't necessarily have to specify the fire. Yeah. Because... Um, so it seems like one of the fires is close to Ronald Reagan's presidential library. The pictures um, are wild. Um, but the unlikely hero in the fires, Amanda? Yeah, are goats. So goats so goats eat like really dry grass, and really dry grass is what catches on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm pretty sure they've been like literally employed across <laughs> California. But in May, I guess the Reagan Library knows how fire works and knows there's a lot of dry grass and dry brush. So they, they hired the goats. Um, they the deployed goats, the goats. They deployed the goats, which are part of the fire department's vegetation management program. Mm-hmm. And they munched the dry grass that would have otherwise caught fire. Um, um, those goats are goat. They're Exactly. <laughs> Only goats get paid to eat. Yeah. Yeah. And so they've, like, <laughs> they've kept the area, certain areas safe. It seems like they could have used some more goats yeah, based on what's barely. happening. There was, there's also this viral video going around that's like heartwarming video of horse going back for its family. Have mm-hmm. you seen this? Yeah. It's not heartwarming. It's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Poor fucking horses. I know. It's not, ter- it's not heartwarming. I know. Those poor horses. They might not make it. We don't know they made it out. It's so strange. I don't think they would. that video would have went as viral had they not made it out. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's they, a good I think they made it out. <laughs> Which is not, yeah, they wouldn't call it. It was a cute video. Yeah, it was cute. I was like, that's nice. They're a family, but I didn't know how it ended. So but it like, really, really scared me. We're like, we're relying on children for climate change, and I now know. we're relying on horses to save us from fires <laughs> and goats <laughs> and goats. Humans, Never adult eat humans, I know. do something. <laughs> I know, right? Seriously, we we literally have to hire. The goats. So yeah, they had like 300 goats just eat around the library and it worked. It works. Smart. I would have never thought that. Yeah. But um, about 2,000, 200,000 Californians are still without fire, whether I think that they're, they're um, still without fire, excuse me, still without power. Unfortunately, there's just <laughs> still fire. <laughs> but, um, um, but yeah, because they, they cut off the power because a lot of okay. the time electricity will trigger more fires. Like I think they found and, one of the big ones last year had started because yeah. of a fire. And it's the Santa Ana winds right now, which means that like there's just a lot of heavy Yeah, winds. it's just crazy. Like mm-hmm. just one wind brings one piece of burning something over and then you mm-hmm. and it's just thousands so, more people lose their so homes. It's just so dry. Yeah, and a lot of people, I mean, if you are like a a, a person who has like 
able privilege and you're you're well, then you might not like not having power. A lot of people rely on medical devices that do rely on electricity or being able to plug in something. And yeah. so there are people that like have had to really spend a lot of money and time figuring out how they can just like make sure that they can live and breathe every day. Yeah. Um, so please stay safe if you're out there. Yeah. Someone was saying that if New York and DC were swapped with LA and San Francisco, we would be taking climate change much more seriously just because like, I think that's true. We're not as heavily affected as they clearly are. Totally. In terms of drought. I mean, yeah. Fires. I've never been one of those people. Like, I'm like New York. I want to live here forever. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people do end up moving out west. And I feel like nobody's. People yeah. are thinking more about that. But something yeah. needs to happen. You're right. Yeah, because lawmakers live in D.C. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So if there are homes and where they have to go all the time. Um, Constantly catching on fire. Yeah. They'd be like, maybe I should do something about these fires. Yeah, right. Yeah, I remember I was looking at something that Trump said a couple years ago where he was like, Oh, I, maybe I should save this for next week's Woe Back Thursday. But he was like, asked about climate change. He just said, I believe the climate is changing. Yeah. I think we don't know why. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. This comes as this week also, like the most damning climate study yeah. yet came out saying that like, actually we're all underwater in yeah, 2050. Exactly. And he, um, he like took this, the, the stance, the, he took the side of the fire, the last oh, fire. Yeah. <laughs> he was like. I don't remember the exact quote, but it was like, your people died, man. Like, right. it was, it was and wild. yesterday on Fox News, um, we have a write-up on this on the SEP, so you can read more about it. Um, just check out our Instagram stories. We'll have it linked. But Tucker Carlson yesterday tried to blame the fire on diversity and woke culture. He said that fire departments feel like they have to hire more people of color as opposed to somehow white people are more more qualified to fight fires and therefore... These fires are not being managed well enough and um, obvi- obviously provided no evidence. A lot of and a lot of people who are fighting these fires are current inmates. Is that um, true this time, too? Wow. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. then when they get out, they can't actually become a real firefighter. Right. Which is crazy. That is crazy. That's oh not right. On that note. On that note. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. As always, remember to rate, review and subscribe to our podcast. It really helps us get. More listeners, more people in um, in on it. You know, there's a lot of news going on, impeachment, election. You really need to stay informed, um, especially if you want to live. <laughs> um, so, yeah, make sure you listen yeah. to us on Spotify, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, yeah, until the end of Democracy, I'm Brian Russell Smith. I'm Amanda Duberman. And this has been the Betcha Sup Podcast. Batches.